Streaming live 24-7, playing your favorite artists. Hey, this is Beyonce. Hey, this is Rihanna. Just give it the G's and we be coming, y'all. Boom, bam, and there ain't no scam. Yo, yo, this is Sean Paul, the original done right there on the radio station. What is up? All Flavors Radio. Hi, this is Melba Moore. When I'm in London, I listen to All Flavors Radio. I wrote this poem for all children who whistle in the dark refuse to admit that they're frightened out of their wits. Shadows on the wall, noises down the hall, life doesn't frighten me at all. Bad dogs barking loud, big ghosts in a crowd, that doesn't frighten me at all. Mean old mother goose, lions on the loose, they don't frighten me at all. Dragons breathing flame on my counterpane, that doesn't frighten me at all. I go boom, make them shoot. Make fun, way they run. I won't cry, so they fly. I just smile, and they go wild. Life doesn't frighten me at all. Life doesn't frighten me at all. Tough guys in a fight, all alone at night. Life doesn't frighten me.
sounds there of Love Unlimited Orchestra with Love Theme. And we are saying, how are you doing out there in all flavours land? I am Wimbo77 and I am on my own for now, but that doesn't matter. I'm sure DJ KJB will be joining me shortly. And yes, wow, we've got two more shows until the new year. How amazing is that? The year has gone by extremely fast. So much water's gone gone under the bridge and a lot's been happening. A lot has been happening. Got to give a big shout out to all of our DJs and presenters over the start end. Some amazing stuff here on www.allflavorsradio.com. Um, We're giving a shout out to everyone in the chat room, as well as to the tuning crew, as well as to the TikTok crew, as well as to the world and all of you silent listeners out there. How have you been? What are you up to? Are you preparing yourself now for the holidays? Are you going to be taking a break or are you going to be working through? Do you not celebrate the holidays? Many people today don't celebrate the, the holidays. And um, each to their own, really, isn't it? So the world, which is beautiful about it, is that the world is a place where we can all be ourselves. We're saying cheers to you online. And yeah, there's nothing wrong with being ourselves and really making the choices and decisions that make us happy. All right. So our questions for tonight. Hello there. Someone's joining me in the studio here. Who is it? Who could it be? It sounds like they've got a bit of a deep voice. I am Wimbo77. And I am KJB. Hi, KJB. Hey, what's up? Uh, uh, we're, we're all feeling a little bit poorly at the moment. Ooh. Oops, tired. Tired and poorly. And um, I don't know what it is. There's something going around, isn't there? Yeah, cool. <coughs> Excuse me. I've had a little, little, little bit of it, but thankfully I've got through the worst, and I'm here, and I'm appreciative to be able to sit here and share my <laughs> thoughts with the lovely listeners. Yes, wherever you're listening, whatever you're tuning in from, I'm happy to to be here. It's always great to have you on board with us, and um, we have got some great questions tonight. Well, I don't know if they're great questions, but um, just really some topics that are relevant and here in the here and the now and what's the first question there kjb and it is is it ethical to send asylum seekers to rwanda yes is it ethical question it is isn't it a lot of this has been the new in the news the past couple of days we're going to have a look at it and see whether it is ethical or not as well as would you work for the secret service now they are hiring and i must say i went on their website and had a look at what jobs they i done they, they even have a test they even have a test that you can do to see if you are eligible to work for the secret service and i must say that i passed the test so who knows <laughs> secret service would we even say we're working for the Secret Service if we were? Yeah, 007 Wimbo. 007, that's right. So, well, I guess James Bond already has that number, so that doesn't apply to me, right? 007 Wimbo. That's, yeah. No, but he might have 007 Bond, but you got 007 oh, Wimbo. Is that, but that's really Secret Service. So we're going to see. I think it's quite intriguing and, and interesting that they are hiring. And, 
you know, sometimes we think, oh, what am I going to do when I leave school kind of thing, right? And maybe if people are into things like espionage <laughs> and watching different films and all that kind of stuff on it, they may have an inkling to join the service. But we can, it's not just all Hollywood, we can actually join the Secret Service. So we're going to look at that a little bit later on. But first of all, in line, I guess this is one of the subjects in line with the Secret Service, our National Day. What is it? International Human Solidarity Day. You have to get my teeth in for that one. (laughs) International Solidarity Solidarity Day. Day. And that is the day today. Every year on the 20th of December, um, this is what's... This this is what's um, recognised International Human Solidarity Day. Do you want to tell us a little bit about it? Yes, yeah, so every year on December the 20th, International Human Solidarity Day mm. seeks to celebrate the world unity in diversity. It's also a day to raise awareness about the importance of solidarity. Solidarity is defined as an awareness of shared interests and objectives that create a psychologically sense of unity. Mm. Solidarity also refers to the ties in society that bind people together as one. Mm. So last week we spoke of um, neutrality, being neutral, didn't we? Mm -hmm. And all the territories that are neutral. But now, today, it's the day of solidarity, a time when people will share their interests, their objectives, and really create that, psychological sense of unity do you think that's a good thing that to share that sense of unity with one another well it's interesting because it's in line with the 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 end of the year isn't it Mm. so we're coming to the end of the year so it's good to reflect on um what have we shared are we aware do Mm. we have an objective do we give a sense of unity yeah when we're around others um, around strangers, around who, who our loved ones, does it? That that doesn't really matter. But it's just good to reflect. Mm. It's a good time of year to reflect on on how are we showing solidarity in any particular area of our own lives. Yeah, and unifying, coming together, and it's coming, like coming together, together yeah. isn't it? And it says mm. it's a coming together as one. And mm. what was really lovely on Friday, um, DJs got together from the station, which was it was so nice because we hear each other all the time. But coming together, like unifying, I think it solidifies you <coughs> and makes you stronger, like as a team. So we may we may have our separate individual um, places where we um, we admit from, you know, we yeah, go yeah. live from. Yeah. But the coming together, it's like a bonding, isn't it? Almost like gluing, gelling together that makes you stronger as as an entity, mm, mm. you know. And, 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 and the good thing is, you don't have to. It's not something you've got to do every week. Mm. Obviously, we're talking about unity globally. Yes. But if we take it down to locally, it's something that we can maybe in the year this year, 2023, a new year, mm. maybe it's something that we can reflect upon. And, and maybe if, if we're, if it's something that we're lacking, maybe it's something we can work on. Absolutely. So definitely, because according to the United Nations Millennial <clears throat> Declaration, Solidarity is among the fundamental values 
that are essential to international relations. So the declaration also states that global challenges must be managed so that costs and burdens are distributed fairly. This is in accordance with the basic principles of equality, social justice, additionally to those who suffer the least should help those who suffer the most. And I, I find in this time that we live in, we know that we're hearing so much of crisis and all this kind of stuff. So um, when people are in fear of being in lack, we be can become a bit insular and not want to kind of share or spread out in that that kind of, can you understand where I'm coming from? So because we think, oh, something imminent's coming, we, we won't open up. And like it says, they help those that suffer the most mm. because we might be going through something. So mm. it's hard to open up ourselves to go out and unify and help other people. But did you know the more that we give is the more that we get back? In life, yeah, it's interesting because also to add, not that we're giving to get no, back. No, 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 yeah. no. I, I totally agree with you. No, I hear what you're saying, yeah. and it can work both ways because sometimes you can be fearful of opening up mm, and mm. telling people that you are under certain stresses or strains because you're not sure the reaction you're going to get. Yeah, because some people um, take joy in other people's suffering. So I'm not saying that that that's what we're talking about, but. <coughs> That's the other flip side of the coin, isn't it? Mm. But also, it's it's interesting to say that it's it's to do it's essential to international relations, and it's interesting because we do live in a multicultural society. Uh, yeah, we do. We and do. You, you know, and so we're always mixing with people who who are not necessarily from our background. Mm. And the thing is, as well, we are we're going live on TikTok, mm. we're going mm. live on Instagram, we're going mm. live around the world, we're going live here. Mm. On the radio, we're going live around the world. And at the end of the day, like, we, we are. We, we're spreading. We're globally <clears throat> linking up, distributing, mm. sharing information, mm. playing music, whatever. Mm. And we are... We, it is like a bringing together. It is a bringing together. Mm. And the, the mm. UN, they said solidarity creates a spirit of sharing. And it's essential for, guess what, eradicating poverty. In order to eradicate poverty, we we need to share. And it's interesting because we're not just talking about financial poverty. Mm. We're also talking about mental poverty as well. Yes. So I think it's, it can er eradicate uh, on on both those um, areas, in both sorry in both it, those kind of areas. So it's mm. so it's it is a win win, but it's something that is down to us as individually. And collectively to show. Yeah, so remember, solid, we're talking about solidarity, international human solidarity, and that this solidarity that it raises awareness of shared interest objectives and creates that psychological sense of unity, yeah? And we're talking about it in this way here, about helping those that are worse off than us, yeah? So if we, we, we live in the West, but... I know at the, at the moment, the West is almost like a third world country. We, we have to sadly put it into that. And we've the what's lovely is in our WhatsApp corner today, we've got lots of um, organisations that we're going to, going to be sharing and putting in the chat room. So if people are in need, that we can go to these organisations over the holiday period that can help us, things such as food banks and these kind of things, because sadly this is the state that this country is in at the moment 
And we're talking about solidarity and creating that spirit of sharing, bringing us, unifying us all one together. So how do we observe the hashtag International Human Solidarity Day? How do we share that, KJB? So what we what we can do, you can hashtag International Human Solidarity Day. Mm. Uh, it says the, the UN, the United Nations, encourages new initiatives uh, for poverty eradication. Mm. The day serves as a reminder to governments to respect their commitment to international agreements. Events are held all over the world to promote the importance of solidarity. These events include presentations, seminars, conferences and roundtable discussions. Many of these events also focus on how to combat poverty. Mm, so we're kind of having a square table mm. <laughs> conversation this evening. Um, but going out there worldwide on All Flavours Radio today, and really it is, it's highlighting that, isn't it? The the peace, peace element of it, but also the sharing element element so think about what solidarity means to you and why it's so important so beautiful listeners is solidarity important to you and if so why is it important good evening Corey e8 good evening mark philogene ninjaman lloyd and at francis what does um and all of our other listeners that are on what does solidarity mean to you when we think about about it so that's one one of the things that we can do to participate. What else can we do, KJB? We can also think about how we can give. Mm. You know, there's a lot of relief organisations uh, that are geared to help people and lift them out of poverty. Yeah. Maybe, as I said, coming to the end of this year, maybe next year, if it's, a, it's it could be a goal to try and try and give, not just financially, but maybe your time as well, if you're able to. Yeah, and beautiful listeners, if you are around in February, I'll be running a workshop and it's all based on the richest man in Babylon and how we can use our money, how we can help our money to grow. Right, I'm not a financial advisor, but it's, it's an initiative that's being run by, uh, I can't remember the company, but they're they're helping people that aren't um, inter not interested, but they don't know much in regards to mathematics. But so I'm utilizing maths and helping us, you know, knowing how to make our money grow in that sense by using the richest man in Babylon's principles. I don't know if you've ever read that book, but yeah. So that's one way, and this it's free. It's all free. You can come along. And join in on that. And um, Corey says togetherness around a common purpose. Excellent. That's right. Around a common purpose. And in this this um, instance, we're discussing poverty. I don't know how solidarity and poverty have come together, but they have had talks and presentations in this regard as to how we can help others that are less fortunate than we are. So, yeah, help, helping lift people out. Thank you for that, Corey. What else, KJB? Yeah, we can find like-minded people in the community mm. who also want to help and use that, that fostering that, that sense of solidarity to help uh, the, our community. As Corey E8 so 
eloquently put it, it's having a common purpose, isn't mm, it? Mm. Um, and that's what we're trying to look for. We're all trying to look for a common purpose or to do a common good to to our neighbour. Yes. Or yeah. to a stranger. And that's what it should be. Ho- hopefully we, we're, we're helping people to reflect mm. on what, what solidarity means to them at this time of the year, but also with with the year that's coming upcoming it's something that we can we can try and implement, fo- implement and focus yeah. on if if we if yeah so if you have much uh. think of things you can donate to those who don't have a lot as well so i know at this time we spoke a few weeks ago wasn't it about clearing out having that clear out do you remember yeah. <laughs> so maybe there's things that we have that are in good condition that we can share and give to others I know lots of um, new mothers, um, I think on Facebook Marketplace, that they, lots of women giving things um, for free mm, there. Mm. So, ch- you know, check out those um, places. Yes, KJB. Yeah. And also the Salvation Army mm. are, are having a drive as well. Uh, they're talking about giving like uh, gift boxes. Nice. So they, they've got stuff in a box and it's and it's all nicely presented and it's to, to give the families who who are less fortunate than than some so mm. that's another way you know as we said organizations donate to a relief organization salvation army is a relief organization yeah. and i'm sure there's others as well there's a there's lot many there's we'll many. be mentioning a few because even when we was at the hospital <clears throat> the other day there was another one wasn't there ken yes that we saw coming out so if i can get the picture down of them they're based at north middlesex hospital and I think they are open every Friday, I think it was, or Saturday, one of those days. Yeah, yeah. So we'll get that information over as well. But also find like-minded people in your community who also want to help those in need. So like uh, Corey said, when we come together with that same purpose, that common purpose, and if it is helping those ones in our community, then obviously that's a really great thing. So get a community <coughs> group or something together to serve the purpose of others. So don't forget to share this day on social media. Um, hashtags human solidarity day. So what is the history then of solidarity day? It said uh, on December 20th, 2002, mm. the UN general assembly established the world solidarity fund. The fund was set up in February 2003 as a trust fund of the United Nations Development Programme. Its objective to eradicate poverty. It's also been used to promote human and social development in developing countries, especially among the poorer segments of um, that particular country's population. It's quite funny in us saying this because we're going through something very similar here in this country, aren't we? We're they're talking about third world countries and developing countries. We're the we're we're in the West, and you'd be amazed and surprised <coughs> at the amount of families or working people that are putting in the hours that can't even put food on the table. That's quite scary. It's scary, yeah, because at the moment, they're, they're, I'm not, this is a side point, but mm. you know, there's even strikes now. Nurses, yes, yes, uh, paramedics. You know, not too long ago, there was a tube strike, uh, not tube strike, train strike. So there are people who 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 are standing up in solidarity mm. to try and change um, that 
thinking, that, isn't that it? That thinking about, you know, try and improve that. Yeah, yeah. And it's, it's, it's amazing. Western world, third world, everyone is going through it, aren't they, at some, in some way, shape or form. And in this, we're talking about being, um, showing that solidarity. Let's pull together as well when it comes to our mindsets as well, because recently Twitch, we know that he um, un- unalived himself. And what about our neighbours? Are our neighbours feeling down? Because giving, giving isn't just things as well as it. it could be our time. It could be a number of different things, the way that we give. So making sure, checking on our elderly neighbours and seeing that they have what they need. You know, thankfully the snow's gone, so it's not as cold as it was. So, but just checking in and just go, letting them come in for a tea and a chat is really nice, isn't it? Yeah, because yeah, I know, I know, again, this is a side point. We've talked about the physical aspects of the poverty, the financial yeah. aspects, but obviously that's not taking to, we're not really focusing on the mental poverty mm. of people at this current time. But as you highlighted, if we do know somebody, please, you know, phone call or text. Yeah. Whatever you feel you can, time you can give in, in that, at that particular point, you know, Make make contact. Don't leave it and leave it. Because sometimes we do that, doesn't it? We yeah. say, "Oh, tomorrow, 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 tomorrow." And sometimes tomorrow never comes. It doesn't. So while that person is is flitted f- fresh in your mind, it's just you've, it's just come across in your mind. Just send them a quick text. Yes, couple of words. Yeah. So on December twenty second, two thousand and five, <sighs> the UN General Assembly identified solidarity as a universal value. This solidarity should underlie relations between peoples in the 21st century. And in this regard, the UN proclaimed December the 20th of each year International Human Solidarity Day. The date commemorates the establishment of the World Solidarity Fund. So check that out, the Solidarity Fund. Something I've never heard about. So in ways, what ways can we give? What ways can we elevate? What ways can we show that unification and unite as people, what do you say? Well, it's all that's what solidarity is, isn't it? It's all yeah. everybody, like Corey said earlier, it's about everybody coming to have a common goal, a common purpose, yes, isn't it? common goal and a common purpose. So that's what it is. Let's unify and pull our resources, work together to what can we do? Can we make the world a better place? One by one, it takes just each of us to do our part. And yes, that's something that we can really, really achieve. So beautiful listeners, we'll see y'all in five. Merry Christmas from all of us at All Flavours Radio. I bump into my friend at the bus stop. You bump into your friend at the bus stop. I take off my pashmina and show her my new necklace. You take off your pashmina and show her £150. I play with the necklace as we talk. You play with the money as you talk. I say goodbye and walk home. You keep the money on show and walk home alone. Thieves see your possessions differently, so take care where you take them out. Here for London, the Metropolitan Police Service. For more information, visit met.police.uk. Tommy Lucian Promotions and All Flavours Radio present We Ready to Party Again. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
on Saturday the 25th of February 2023 on board the luxurious Teresa Joanne, which is permanently moored at the King George V dock, Woolwich Manor Way, E16 to QY. Of this night, we will also celebrate the 44th year of independence for St. Lucia. From 9.30pm till 3.30am, come and be entertained by Ninja Man Lloyd, Mikey Apri, DJ Specialist, DJ Redboy, DJ Markler, and the All Flavors Radio Team. Your MC for the night is Rude Boy Keith. Come and jam to the sweet sounds of soca, afrobeats, country, reggae, R&B, and much more. There's a free run punch for the first 100 tickets, so get your £15 tickets today from Eventbrite and getyourtickets.co.uk. For more information, call 07401 388251. That's 07401 388251. We ready to party again, Saturday the 25th of February. The last one sold out, just saying. Give me the music. A legacy of bread, funk and soul music. Imagination featuring Lee John. 40-year anniversary signed limited edition 17 CD box set with the hits Music and Light, Body Talk, Just an Illusion, Flashback, So Good, So Right, and many more. Box set includes never-before-heard 12-inch mixes, live performances, and unreleased recordings. Available February 10th, 2023. Pre-order now at www.lejohn.com. The more you listen, the more great music you hear. All Flavors Radio.
sounds of eye level in the sand. And a big shout out to 80 Francis, how you doing? And hoping you're feeling better, George Flavors. And you're drinking that hot lemon and honey. With a little bit of the rum inside, you know. And how you doing, Sal Malaysia? I'm giving a big shout out to Bella Ara. How you doing, Bella Ara? Great stuff last night, covering for Mark Philogene. You had me there dancing to the Calypso beats. You know the ones you were digging deep down in the vault for? And how are you doing, Mark Philogene? Sending our best wishes to you and Petra out there in Bremen. And a big zoop zoop shout out to Club Ninja Man Lloyd. How you doing, Lloydie? And that was the sounds of eye level there in the sand. And we're kind of keeping it like this tonight. Bit of soul classics. And we know Corey E8 was trying them down last night. Along with that great show. Looking out for the reggae legend. Freddie McGregor. I hope he's feeling better too. Something going around at the moment. Don't forget you can catch DJ Laro tonight.
shout out to Naturally Lily. Where are you, girl? Jayla and Janae. of Mary Rose with love and devotion. Shout out 224, guest 224 from Milton Keynes, guest 500 out of Nuremberg, guest 573, guest 713 out of Dusseldorf. And guess 749 out of Bridgetown. And thank you so much for your time and your company, beautiful listeners. And you know that the listening experience is not the same without you here with us. So thank you so much. And KJB, so our question again for the night. Would you like to let the listeners know what our questions are? Is it ethical to send asylum seekers to Rwanda? Mm, that's a big question here in the UK at the moment because now it has been passed. We're going to go and see that there's no getting away from this whole conversation because it's happening, it's unfolding right before our eyes and we're going to delve a little bit deeper into it. We've had a quite a few comments back on Facebook and we will be looking into those comments as well. Another one is, would you work for the Secret Service? Did you know that they were hiring the Secret Service and that they have a little test online that you can go and do and see if you are eligible? So um, we'll be looking at that as well. But moving on with our history and I thought this quite an interesting one. Have you ever heard of Charlie Williams? Yes. Right. He was the first black British comedian to experience mainstream success. Mm-hmm. There's not a lot on him when it comes to videos and his humour. I did watch something. He sounds like he was from up north, right? Yeah, he was from Yorkshire. He was from Yorkshire. And in the 70s, Charlie Williams... He had the catchphrase with me, old flower, me, old flower. And that he became the first black British stand up comic to experience mainstream success, especially on television. So from 71, he enjoyed a long residency on Granada TV stand up show the comedian. So that must have been a really huge feat back in the day, isn't it? No, it it was because he was the only black comedian on there. Yeah. And if you've ever watched... Any of those shows, you know, Love Thy Neighbour and all that stuff, that's a hard gig. I'm sorry, that must have been a hard gig for him because being up... Who were those people back in the day? Like, um, oh, you mean? 
like some of the comedians on oh, that circuit. Had, you had um, a guy named Arthur Mullard. Wow, you know all of them, innit? Yeah, well, some of them. No, no, I'm going back. I'm going back a long time. Uh, wow. Jim Jim Davison. Was he a bit uh, afterwards? Though, no, Jim he Davison? was because Jim a little bit after, but you know he was. You know he used to do someone called Chalky. Jim Davison. Yes, yeah. You had Les 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 Dawson. Dawson that was the one I was thinking That's of. It, Les, Les Dawson. Les Dawson. And who was it? The one Kenny Kenny. What's his name? Everett. Kenny, Kenny Everett. Yes. Yeah, but he he more he had he had his own show. Yeah, he had his own show, and he was obviously a radio DJ prior to him having his TV show. So, but it, there was a few <clears throat> very. There was a lot of English comedians out there, yeah. and obviously their humour around ethnic minorities wasn't the greatest. But back then, obviously, it's not like now. There was no. They can't get away with no, that. Yeah, there was None no. None of it. <laughs> there was no PC brigade bu- back there watching hey. watching them and saying you can't say this. No. You can't do this. They well, just remember, they just did it. I remember there mm. was a show called Black and White Minstrels. There you go. And like that now was, to yeah. think it would be appalled, like, <gasps> you know, we'd, we'd take a really deep breath because how, and, and when you watch some of those old programs, I've watched, is it Love Thy Neighbour? Mm. And the things they used to say, it was just like, anyways, we're talking about um, Charlie Williams. But yeah, but he, he, he done comedy. Yes. With that as a backdrop. Yeah. Yeah. So he appeared in um, the Royal Variety Command <clears throat> performance, and f- um, seventy two, he had his own Charlie Williams show on the BBC, which is which quite is amazing. A, just a feat. BBC, BBC, because we know that massive... they're cutting everything black at the moment. Well, right? back, back then there was nothing black. No, he was he, he, he was a, he, he was brown. He was he was a pioneer. Yeah, basically he was a pioneer for black comedians. Yeah. he really was. So Williams often poked <sighs> fun at his color and dabbled with race issues, and mostly the jokes were at his own expense. Um, he was interviewed in 1992. Lenny Henry descri- described what happened when he started out as a teenager comedian in the mid-1970s. And Char- Charlie told a lot of darky jokes. He says, I've been l- left in the oven too long. Or I'm perspiring a lot. I'm leaking chocolate, which were very stupid and very immature. I remember doing a show in Hull and a guy shouting out, Oi, you got to do jokes like Charlie Williams. That's the kind of thing we expect from black comedians up here. Hmm. There you go. Wow. He's up north, isn't he? Yes. Holly's up north. Yes. So it goes to show what what Charlie, Mr. Williams, had to Did do. Did he seal his own fate, though, by doing jokes like that? Or is that what got him onto the platform to be a comedian? Mm. Well, you think about then, we weren't even on the TV mm. back then. Mm. If we were on TV, it was America. A lot of the programmes we had were American. So, and American TV programmes were, we were either shot early, we were either <laughs> pimps, prostitutes, you know, drug dealers. So, do you know what I'm saying? So, it was very difficult for, for, mm. for anybody, for anybody at that time yeah. to break into the mainstream um, but he did, but TV. at his own expense, really. At the end of the day, he did, he did what he f- he knew. He did what he, he knew. Do you think he laid the foundation for one such as Lenny Henry? Because I Definitely. remember Lenny Henry back in the day. But again, Definitely. I don't remember a lot of black comedians. Can you name any, like even a handful of black comedians that what, were in mainstream? mainstream? We know Charlie Williams. We're talking about Charlie Williams oh, and the history of him. But mainstream, comedians. were there many? 
Well, can you name any listeners apart from Lenny Henry? Yeah, exactly. And he had his own show, Lenny Henry show. We know that there was the real McCoy, but that was in the eighties. Yeah, but I'm just saying, yeah. it's just, I'm just going back to 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 what I remember. And even now, it's still quite sparse and limited, isn't it? Yeah, when you it got, comes you to got Mo Gilligan, who who Mo Gilligan actually won a BAFTA mm. for his show. What do you mean? Mo Gilligan, he had his own, own like, oh, show. Oh, he won a BAFTA? Yeah, he okay, won a BAFTA okay. show. Wow. So, so, and he's a black comedian. I'm not sure if yeah. you uh, remember Charlie Williams, wonderful listeners, oh. but we yes, had the, KJB. We had, we had the posse. The posse. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Victor Romeo Evans. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Eddie, Victor, Eddie Nesta. Um, yeah. Um, what's his name? He was in Desmond's. He was part of it as well. Ram John? No, 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 no. The young guy. Oh, Robbie Willi- Robbie G. Robbie G. Robbie G. Yeah. yeah. So there was a few, there yeah. was a few comedians. There was a few. There were more eighties, mm. but there were some I remember around. Um, but in the seventies, Charlie he was. That's that like why I remember one. him. That's why I remember him because I, I remember seeing seeing him on TV, mm. which was an amazing thing for me. Although I didn't quite understand the humor because I was very young still. But it was a lot of jo- jokes about darkies. Yeah, but I don't remember. Yeah, you know, and but all the all the white comedians were doing the same thing. Mm. That's the weird thing. Because Jim Davidson just, was, yeah, he was terrible, a, wasn't yeah, he? Yeah, he he, Jim Davidson had a, a character named Chalky. Mm. Chalky, Chalky. <laughs> the, so, and a lot of them white comedians, that to, even the programme, Death House, Death House, Till Death House Do Part was the yeah. same thing. You darky. Wow. You know what I mean? Same with underbuses. Yeah. You know what I mean? Darky. Yeah. Uh, all of them, all of them. Mind your language, darky. All of them, all the... All the sitcoms, apart from No Problem, mm. that's what they had. So, Charlie Williams, I mean, like it said, he did, he was a comic, a Yorkshire comic that broke into the mainstream, but again, still at his own expense, poking fun at himself, really. But he did it, he did it. And I mean, yes, we've had comedians come after that. However, I wonder if he did lay kind of a foundation for other black comics because in America it's totally different, isn't it? They've mm. got <laughs> we can name hundreds of um, black comedians in the states, but here in the UK, so it must have been an amazing thing for him to break through and to have his own show as well. And and that's the thing; it showed that it could be it could be done. All right, we might not. The material that he chose mm. can be questioned. Yeah. And we can question it now, being more understanding of the cultural differences that were then back then. Yeah. And you're thinking, well, how could you make fun of yourself when these white people were making fun of you anyway? So that's what he must have said. Well, if you're going to make fun of me and yeah. you're making money from it, why can't I make, I might as well make fun of myself and yes, make money from it. that's very true. Very true. And it says Williams was very much a black comic for his time. Mm. He was generating laughter in a decade that witnessed the rise and fall of the fascist National Front and increased police harassment of young blacks. And the media climate of the decade can be measured in other variety shows. The BBC was still running a series with its roots in the racism of 19th century, um, what's that? Min- yeah, the minstrels, the black and white yeah, minstrels. Black, I remember the black, I, used to, um, I watched the black and white minstrels. Actually, what? I can't believe I yeah. did this. I watched them. <laughs> and also the ITV contribution was popular, but reactionary sitcom called Love Thy Neighbour. Been messy. All of this caused her embarrassment and anger within 
Britain's black community. And we've seen it, like us watching it now in our time we're like how the hell did they get away with all of that no, stuff no, but they a got lot, away with I, it I, like I, 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 I guarantee a lot of the listeners mm. depending on the age group wouldn't would have watched some of these programs as well don't mm. you we would have watched these programs yes we did because there was nothing else to watch that's the and point that was the situation and that, that, wasn't that was it? the situation and we would sit yeah. there and laugh the funny thing is <laughs> we would have sat we and we sat there and laughed um he was a footballer as well. He played for Don- Doncaster Rovers. There you go. So he was See? also a footballer. All rounder. You know, he had wartime experience of white Yorkshire people who talked like <sighs> them and he, who thought like them, but he just happened to be black. So mm. he was a Yorkshireman trapped, trapped in a black man's body, maybe. Mm. Can we say mm. that? No. Mm. Mm. Um, he, yeah, he was 100% Yorkshire and was a black Yorkshireman that broke, fl- that broke through. So his initial success on The Comedians was within a show where stereotyping itself was part of the formula. And there was the likes of Frank Carson yeah. the, um, from Northern Ireland, Mark Reed mm-hmm. from London's East End, and also Bernard Manning. Was yeah, Mike Reed, friend. was he the one he was in East Enders? Yeah, yeah, Mike Reed. Oh, he was a comedian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Bernard, Bernard Manning, he was one of the most racist comedians oh. back in the day. In that, in that era, he yeah. was racist. <laughs> Racist. Wow. wow. And I will say that on air. Mm-mm. I will say that on air. But nothing much has changed. Nothing much has changed. Hi there, B Funk. How are you doing out there? Sending love, peace, and light over the waves. I mean, it's. Uh, do you <sighs> think, um, KJB, a lot has changed, though, when we think about, uh, you know, our presence on television? I think I think it has because even period pieces now are getting more yeah, cultural true. because they were black people during the Middle Ages, yeah, and and during those period the, the costume period, they they you know the costume drama periods they were black people mm. in the seventies and eighties you would have seen a black person in any um, costume drama that was on ITV, BBC, or any, any other channel because mm. mm. they weren't recognised. But history shows that there were black people in and around that time and now yeah. it's starting to be reflected so charlie williams to me was groundbreaking groundbreaking and and i know i know it's it's you know it's hard to reflect on on his comedy because you've got to go and watch it when you yeah. watch it you'll understand yeah you know the typical way in which he used his own color to to, to get laughs but I, but i think now because of that there are a lot more black people black comedians trying to pave, pave the way. Let's have a listen and see what he has to say, shall we? Oh, it were all right, that one, it, eh? Oh, I'll, hey, hey, do you know what happened at our local church? Hey, Vicar got up Sunday morning, this is true, missus, this is true. Vicar got up, and he, you know how you do with sermon? After the sermon, he said, well, ladies and gentlemen, he said, I've got some sad news for you. He said, I'm very sorry to tell you that Mr. Greenhill has absconded with the savings. He says, we're skinned. <laughs> he says, so we'll all join together in M337. There is a Greenhill far away. Do you know there were two little lads played they were playing marbles at side at road? They used to play marbles, used to play marbles. Yeah. Philippine, you're Philippine. 
in the Philippine that's had it rope with these marbles, and all of a sudden the big Rolls Royce draws up. And this bloke got out, and he went across to this house, and he knocked on the door, and a smashing bit of crackling knocked on the door. <laughs> oh, she was a belter. <laughs> he said, good afternoon, my love. Mr. Smith sent me. She said, oh, come along in. And, and he went in. Do you know that in 20 minutes? <laughs> and these two little lads are watching, you know. And door opened, and he came back out to get a five pound. He said, thank you very much. See you again. She said, tell our love. Ten minutes later, another big car rolls up. Another bloke gets out, knocks on the door. Good afternoon, my love. Mr. Smith sent me. Oh, he says, come on in. And he went in. And he were in 20 minutes. <laughs> Little Tommy and his mates watching the door, you know, they're watching. <laughs> 20 minutes later, he's out. He says, thank you very much, love. Enjoyed that. Lovely. She says, fair enough. Call again. So Tommy looked at his mate and said, he said, has any money? He said, I've got tuppence. <laughs> he says, well, I've fought them, that's a tan out we're in here. <laughs> See, I'm going back a year or two, you can tell, can't you? <laughs> so they went over and knocked on the door, and this lovely bird says, yes? He says, Mr. Smith sent us. <laughs> oh, she says, come on in. In the went, you know. Ah, the troop tin, two little troopers that were in. She says, where's your money? A tanner. She took tanner, and you know what she did? She lashed him up and down that passageway. She knocked him up passage, danced all over. Upstairs, down, passage back, up in front door and kicked him straight out into the street. Little Tommy got up first, he dusted his hand down, he said, bye, good model, I'm glad I ain't got a fiver, I couldn't have stuck 20 minutes of that. <laughs> And that's our, the late Charlie Williams on The Comedians. I didn't understand any of that, what he said. He I did. He had a very strong, um, strong accent, didn't he? Strong accent, didn't he? He did, he did. What, what was he talking about there, Ken? He was to, which what, the second joke <laughs> or the first one? I have no idea. <laughs> the second joke was about two lads playing marbles. Yeah. There was, there was guys going into this woman's, woman's house for a fiver. Mm. I'm just, just going to condense it. And basically, they said, how much money have you got? They asked each other, how much money? We can get in there, fiver. All right, we've got less than a fiver. We've got about one pound fifty. So, all right, come on then, let's go. So, they, she opens the door and says, well, you know, where's your money? So, yeah, we've got one pound fifty. All right, come in. And and because she she beat them, basically. She beat them, black them, and then she kicked them out of the house. Like, you come in there with one pound fifty. So, both of them, so the, one of them gets up, brushes themselves down and says, well, I'm glad I didn't have five pounds because I couldn't take 20 minutes of that. <laughs> Okay, okay. Uh, well, that's Charlie Williams. And check him out. Check him out online. He was one of the first there to, yeah, have his own show on BBC TV. First Black Yorkshireman. Um, his saying was, me old flower. And you can find some of his comedy on uh, YouTube. He was born on the 23rd of December. We know it's not the 23rd, but because it is the week of, I just thought I'd highlight him. What was you going to say, Kate? I was going to say, if you're going to listen to any of his, his content on YouTube, you might have to put up a bit some side subtitles <laughs> just to yeah. help you kind of clarify what he's saying. Because his accent is very strong. It's really strong um, Yorkshire accent, isn't it? 
And um, I remember the laugh, though, funny enough, and he was laughing. I thought, oh, that that reminds me of something in my childhood. So he paved the way, though. He he did pave the way. Was probably on the television when I was younger. And I will big him up for that. Yes. So big up to Charlie Williams. You know, on our history section, we talk about lots of different things, lots of different people. And he's just one of the ones that he was an MBE, Charles Adolphus Williams, um, footballer. He played, um, he sang, he was a comedian and he made inroads when it comes to having his own show on the BBC of great feat and well done. And we'll see y'all in five. Merry Christmas from all of us at All Flavours Radio. I bump into my friend at the bus stop. You bump into your friend at the bus stop. I take off my pashmina and show her my new necklace. You take off your pashmina and show her £150. I play with the necklace as we talk. You play with the money as you talk. I say goodbye and walk home. You keep the money on show and walk home alone. Thieves see your possessions differently, so take care where you take them out. Here for London, the Metropolitan Police Service. For more information, visit met.police.uk. Tommy Lucian Promotions and All Flavours Radio present We Ready to Party Again. On Saturday the 25th of February 2023 on board the luxurious Teresa Joanne, which is permanently moored at the King George V dock, Woolwich Manor Way, E16, 2QY. Of this night, we will also celebrate the 44th year of independence for St. Lucia. From 9.30pm till 3.30am, come and be entertained by Ninja Man Lloyd, Mikey Afri, DJ Specialist, DJ Redboy, DJ Markler, and the All Flavours Radio Team. Your MC for the night is Rude Boy Keith. Come and jam to the sweet sounds of soca, afrobeats, country, reggae, R&B, and much more. There's a free run punch for the first 100 tickets, so get your £15 tickets today from Eventbrite and getyourtickets.co.uk. For more information, call 07401 388251. That's 07401 388251. We ready to party again, Saturday the 25th of February. The last one sold out, just saying. Give me the music. A legacy of bread, funk and soul music. Imagination, featuring Lee John. 40 year anniversary, signed limited edition 17 CD box set with the hits, Music and Lights. Body Talk. Just an illusion. Flashback. So good. So right. And many more. Box set includes never before heard 12 inch mixes, live performances, and unreleased recordings. Available February 10th, 2023. Pre order now at www.lejohn.com. The more you listen, the more great music you hear. All Flavors Radio.
come back after the break. Sounds of MFSB. Mysteries of the world. And we're kind of keeping it like this tonight. Bit of the R&B. Funk. And Red Roots. of MFSB Mysteries of the World I'm giving a big shout out to George Flavors how you doing George Sour Malaysia hope you're feeling better and shouting out our radical radio presenter Bella Ara Adam Munich Loving your stuff, girl. As well as shouting out Mark Philogene. How you doing, Mark? And a big shout out to DB Funk. We're glad that you are home. And you only have one more day until you can take a holiday. 
don't forget we're giving a big shout out to Laro as always we love you Laro and we are we know that we can catch Laro from 8 till 10 tonight as well as 80 Francis from 10 till 12 80 Francis do you have a guest coming on the show tonight
the sounds there of Sarone, Brigade Mondaine, and what a great track, the music of life, DJ KJB. That, sorry, that, that took me back. That, that oh, cheese yeah. took me back, man. I remember, oh my days, you've, you joke some lovely memories, man. It's nice, Beautiful isn't it? Music. music. I grew up with this music, so it's, it's so nice to hear it. It evokes so such nice such it. passion and feelings and emotions, doesn't it? When we hear things that prick our memory and think, it takes you back to a place. Oh, I think man. music's like a time capsule. It Would you agree that it, it's beautiful. music's like a time capsule that can take you back to places that you were at that particular time yeah, and that's the beauty of it be- all isn't that's it that's the beauty of it and, and they're good times whenever yes. I hear music that I haven't heard for a long time it just it's smart it puts a smile on my face absolutely it really really does it really does and the DJs you're doing amazing stuff always and just doing the same, bringing out the love, bringing out the life, bringing out everything mm, from, mm, you know, mm. um, over the start end. Beautiful. Wonderful yeah, things I going sh- on all day on a Sunday, everyone. And check the schedules because our DJs will be playing over the holiday season. So you're going to get those extra little nuggets and treats. And some big tunes, big tunes, big tunes, yes, big tunes. Yes, so it's a wonderful thing. So DJ KJB, what is our word of the day? Is it gainsay? Gainsay, gainsay. Yes, you've heard of gainsay before, yeah? No. Gainsay, yes, you must serve. Is it a formal word that means to deny or disagree with something or to show or say something that's not true? Gainsay. Gainsay. So although the defendant initially denied involvement in the incident, there was no gainsaying the evidence that the prosecutor presented at the trial. So it's not necessarily true. Mm. Gainsay, it's a formal word to deny or disagree or to show or say something that's not true. Mm. Mm. And we know in this day and age, that happens a lot. (laughs) On a daily basis, on a daily. On a daily. So gainsay in context then, 1984 has not, just sold tens of millions of copies. Have, has anyone read up 1984 out there, beautiful listeners? Also Wells, isn't it? That's um, Orwell, Orwell, Orwell. George Orwell, sorry. George Orwell, sorry. It has infiltrated the consciousness of countless people who have never read it. But the thing is, it that 1984, there's so many comparisons to now. that Just the thought police, all sorts of things that went on in that novel. So many things. But anyways... No work of literary fiction from the past century approaches its cultural ubiquity while retaining its weight. Dissenting voices have argued that 1984 is actually a bad novel with thin characters, humdrum prose and an implausible plot. But even they couldn't gainsay its importance. See, so they they basically, you, you had one report that was saying what the book actually portraying and yes. then you've got gainsay which is saying how something important it was how, how important it was but still trying to say that it's it was not that good it's not true i mean it's not true it's, it's, a, not novel. True. it's a novel it's a novel it's not true but it's still important but it's not true it's not accurate it was fiction basically. so of course it's not going to be yeah. true well, just some, yeah, he but, made it up yeah but had, he may have made it up but um some of the um, we're not going we're not we're not talking about the book itself, but mm. I'm just saying that some of what's in the book, mm. when you look at how the world has transcended, 
there are there were some comparisons. <laughs> a lot of comparisons. A lot of. I don't know if you ever read 1984 by George Orwell. A great read. Uh, the film's really boring, but there are a lot of comparisons um, to the times that we're living in now. And it's like, wow, you know, certain things, they mm. had TVs watching them, control, all sorts. The control, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> the uniformity, the control. Yes, yes. There are, there are, if you haven't read it, have a look at it. Absolutely. And thank you, Corey. Yes, it, Corey says he totally agrees. Beautiful tunes. Tunes do take us back to times, time capsules. They really mm. are. So did you know you might have trouble figuring out the meaning of game, say, if you're thinking of our modern word gain and say because it should help to know that gains part comes from the old english word jiang meaning against or in opposition in middle english and jiang was or jean was joined to sayan to say to form gainsayan gainsayan which led to the modern word gainsay so when you see gainsay think to say against to say against, and that is to deny or to contradict. And that is it in a nutshell. Mm. Gainsay, have you ever read, um, use that in a sentence? Gainsay in context. We're, we're going to try so, and use it at some point. To say against. So KJB, one last thing as well. I think we're going to just say these and put these um, these organisations into the chat room because... Over the holidays, we know that people may be finding it a little bit difficult. Difficult. So there's a Haringey Community Food Network and they've created a food support map. So we're going to put this map to show this is in Haringey, though. But please, if you're in specific boroughs um, to check out your borough, just to see if you have something similar, uh, this hub here, this community food network, it shows all of the food banks that are available throughout the borough. But this is the borough of Haringey. So this is a food support map to help residents find their local community food groups. And you can search using the map by postcode or simply using the list to find details of how to access these services. And these groups welcome donations and volunteer, volunteer help. So if you're not doing anything over the holidays and you want to volunteer, like we spoke there, right at the top of the show about being in solidarity with each other, then you can reach out to volunteer. I think maybe I might just pull you along, KJB. <laughs> yeah, yeah, hey. You know, Let's see if and, we and, may get out there and, and do I'm something. I'm supposing that every borough possibly has their own uh, network. Yes. Or, or And you can access that online and you can find out the nearest place where you, if you feel that's you, you want to do you can go online maybe contact them and mm, yes and, and go for it and this <clears> network <throat> is an emergency of food provisions it's food banks community kitchens plus um, vegetable box vegetable box schemes as well as vegetable growers um delivery services and people in all organisations fighting food injustice. So it's all of that. We've put that into the chat box. So please, if you are in the Haringey area or surrounding areas, I'm sure you can tap into mm. it mm. and find out how we can be a part of all of this. All a part of that hashtag community awareness or solidarity, human solidarity day. Yeah. 
And there's another one as well, beautiful listeners. It's a community grief hub. And this is going to be, again, it is in Haringey because these a lot of these um, organisations are affiliated with a group that I'm working quite closely with. And um, it's the Home Cooked, Home Cooked Project. So they put out a lot of these things and they will be in the Haringey area. Um, but please feel free to check out. I'm sure you have... Uh, trust in your areas whatever area that you live in that will work in line with similar um, organizations so you know most um, boroughs there will be organizations that are working with specific things but this one here this one starts on the 10th of January from 3 to 5 30 and it's called a community grief hub they're launching at the chestnuts community center so it's a brand new community grief hub and it starts on the 10th of January and it's in, a, in collaboration with Cruise Bereavement Support and Co-op. So they've launched this partnership that brings a community grief support and resources to the residents of the borough. All right. So it's all to do with just getting support around grief, really you've lost a loved one mm. you know we've spoken mm. of grief on the show before mm. so there it's a much bar baru the community development officer for grief they'll run at cruise they'll run weekly drop-in sessions and that's every tuesday from 11 till 1 and the drop-in sessions offer opportunity for community members to come together enjoy some refreshments and access grief support resources. And they'll be working across Haringey until December 2023. So that's um, a whole year of support. So we will also put this one as well into the chat box. If you know anyone in the Haringey area that could um, do with this um, support, please share, share um, and to encourage others. All right, so our main subject, KJB, what was the question? What was the question? Is it ethical to send asylum seekers to Rwanda? What are your thoughts? Is it ethical to send asylum seekers to Rwanda? What do you think, KJB? I don't know. Or maybe we should go to some of the comments and just, just find out what people have said on the subject. Yeah, just to open we'll open it up. Maybe okay. it's good to open it up, isn't it? We'll go there first and then we'll we will come back to the question because we have had a few kind of answers here. Um Ricky says it's outrageous, it's effing outrageous, he says. Yeah. And that he he wants to know he said this is he says that he wants to know who's behind it. Yeah. So I said it's quite a deep, it's quite deep and it affects vulnerable people. The EU, including, included excluding Ukrainians, not sure of the real agenda. So there is a real agenda. But it's the woman he asked who is behind it. And one of the people that is pushing for it, her name is, can we say names, KJB, do you think? Well, yeah, because at the end of the day she's, she's, she's pushing for it, so might as well. It's Suella Braveman. Suella Braveman, she's, when you see her, she's an Indian woman. 
And you just know that her parents would have been immigrants that came to this country. Uh, She's one of them uh, that's at the forefront that's pushing. So we know um, news came yesterday because they were fighting it in the the courts. Uh, yeah. But the High Court has said that it's lawful for them to send refugees to Rwanda. Now, we know that a refugee is someone that's been trafficked and then they apply for asylum, but they've had their claim deemed inadmissible. Yeah, they could be, those are the ones that could be sent to Rwanda. The Home Office will assess each case individually to decide whether people are suitable to be replaced or relocated, should I say. There is an agreement between Rwanda and the UK. All right. And that agreement is the memorandum of understanding between the UK and Rwanda for the provision of an asylum partnership arrangement. So it's a political agreement under which anyone who's deemed to have arrived illegally in the UK since the 1st of January 2022 may be relocated to Rwanda. Their claim for asylum in the UK will not be considered. Wow. So that's, that's very that's, strong. That's very strong. Yes. Very strong. So they yeah. didn't. Wow. I don't know what to say about that. I, I think, you know, is it ethical? Who knows? Because at the end of the day, like I said, these people have been trafficked. But the issue with that is they would have been trafficked in a way that they would have paid someone yes. for them to come here. Yeah. Um, whether that, and these people are unscrupulous, they don't care mm. about what happens to that person once they're where they are. Um, there was a boat that capsized yeah, the other day, yeah, wasn't there? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. They don't care. They just put them on and they just, they just get them here. And this is not just about UK. This is, they're being trafficked all over the, you know, yeah. this is, this is a worldwide thing. Um, and and England is one of the like we've already raised. It's one of the it's number one in people being trafficked. And it's some, such a small number, island. Yeah, that's the thing, but it's, it's, it's number one. And we're, and, and we're talking about traffic into trafficking as well. Mm. You know, into trafficking from this country as well as outside. So I don't know. It's a difficult situation. I I can only you know feel for the individuals who have risked their life and limb to come to this country only to find out that although they're here because I, I would assume they would have been told by the individuals who's bringing them in that what they're expecting is there's no guarantees is, is, probably no but think? that's not what they're telling people i'm assuming if if they're risking life and limb to come here they're risking mm. life and limb because they're being told yes you can get here yes you can get benefits yes you might be able to get a place to live i'm not sure no. what they've been it's hard hey you just we, i'm just saying this this could be what they're possibly being told because you wouldn't risk everything f mm. to leave a country you but know. if you are so i'm not cutting you there but if you are in abide if you are in danger if whatever the situation is that you have to make that journey because come on it's arduous it's an arduous journey they've probably got children this is what I'm they're probably to say. not it for days you just don't know the circumstances mm. Mm. for them to be in that position 
some some do some people do say oh England you go you get a house you get benefits but whatever. this is what I'm trying to say this 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 yeah. the imagery that that's being not pushed not pushed by their country's government but by indi- individuals who are trafficking them because they mm. they are they're vulnerable they're vulnerable people and they they feel they have no choice they cannot whatever situation they have in their own country they feel they rather risk their life basically yeah. risking their life. To get here. To get here or well, may we to stay say, in their own country. May we say, as it says, it's, there's a political agreement under which anyone who is deemed to have arrived illegally in the UK since the 1st of January 2022, they will be relocated. It says they may be relocated to Rwanda and claim for asylum will not be considered. And there you have okay? it. Uh, so the eligibility then, what is the eligibility to stay in the UK as a refugee? It says you must be unable to live safely in any part of your own country because of fear of persecution. If you're stateless, your own country is a country you usually live in. So the persecution could be because of your race, your religion, your nationality, your political opinion. Anything else that puts you at risk because of the social, cultural, religious or political situation in your country. For example, your gender, gender identity or sexual orientation, you must have failed to get protection from authorities in your own country. So you've got to have gone to the authorities and said, look, my life is such a, and I, I feel like I'm threatened, I'm going to lose my life because of, yeah? I, I, agree. I hear what you're saying, but a lot of these that's people, a process. That's, that's a process that they mm. would go through, but there's no saying that these criteria that, they, that they're talking about, that the country is supporting them in any of these um parts of their life yeah you know their race you know people there is racism in other countries did you hear what they said though listen to this Mm. that if you fail to get protection from your authorities so they have to have gone to their authorities and said listen this such and such is happening and they've got to have tried to get into the country legally but how do they do that? And that's what I'm saying. And like I'm saying, a lot of these criteria, I mm. understand. But in some of the countries we're talking about, some people are being persecuted because of those particular points yeah. that you've raised. Their yeah. race, their religion, their nationality, their sexual identity. All that is part of why they're possibly leaving the country. Mm. And, and the authority is not going to support that. If if the country that you're trying to leave is against what you believe in or what yeah. you stand for. They're not going to stamp a piece of paper. They're not going to stamp hey. a piece of paper. Yeah, go on then. Yeah. They're going to persecute you. And that's the whole point in leaving. Yeah. And then you leave that persecution, but you got to prove that that's why you left. But you basically but you what they're saying, it? because there, there is also a list of um, eligibility or the people that can stay, because even people in the EU are not, protected under this under this law part if you're from the ukraine Mm. but what i'm trying what i'm trying to say is if you're leaving a particular country and you're fleeing that country Mm. you you're you're not going to say well i've got i've got to have this paperwork i've got to have that paperwork i've got to prove that i'm being persecuted you're just going to want to leave because you're Mm. in fear of your life so when you get to say the uk and they ask you why did you leave well i left because Mm. well how are you going to you know what proof do you have? And the thing is, it says when you claim when your claim crazy. It says it says when your claim might not be considered. So it says 
your claim may not be considered if you're from an EU country. If you've travelled to the UK through a safe third country, so if you've gone, say, through France, for instance, you could have um, sought asylum in France. This is what this is what they're saying. This is on the Gov. website. Yeah, if you have a connection to a safe third country where you could claim asylum, generally a safe third country is one that you are not a citizen of, you would not be harmed in, and would not send you on to another country where you would where you would be harmed. So, say if you're someone, I, I saw a story of a man from Sudan. He travelled all the way from Sudan. I don't know what route he came, but he got to the UK. And he's fighting now to um, have asylum here. They've said no. I think they're going to ship him off to Rwanda. So he's gone from one African country. And that's Darfur. We know Darfur, what's yeah, going on in yeah, Darfur. Yeah. It's no Humanitarian joke. Humanitarian and also... Okay, no joke what's going on in Darfur. That he's come from there, been sent, come, got to the UK, sought asylum here, can't have asylum, so they're going to send him to Rwanda instead. Mm, yeah, and yeah. this is what I'm trying to say. And they're talking about safe third countries. Some of these countries that you're travelling to, mm. they're seeing you also has an asylum seeker yeah. or someone who's been trafficked. So it's not a safe country because I know even in France, even even in I know Morocco, where they, they've got these places where these tra- these people are meant to be safe. Mm. They're, they're, they're going in there and they're beating them. They're, they're, they're mistreating them. They're locking them up for like 20 odd they hours. The same here, they lock them up out. here as well. Okay. You can't get out. So, um, you know, you, you're, you're, you're putting these kind of, these kind of policies in place, these, mm. these, these, these paperwork, these frameworks in place, and you're not even adhering to it. And if you're someone coming from another country, and like you said, you, you, you are generally looking for a safe haven there is nothing safe out there mm. when you're an asylum seeker or you've been trafficked you are not safe yeah you of are not, not safe and the, and like i said the problem is to meet these criteria you have to show that you have been treated in a certain way how do you prove that when you don't have no paperwork, when you your passport's taken away, when you don't speak the language, where where you've been mistreated and you don't you you're, you don't fully understand what you're saying or what you're agreeing to, and you know you know you're worried about your family and you mm. can you say anything you say yeah. anything because you're not just thinking about your protection you're thinking about the protection of the people so that might have come with you. What are your thoughts out there, beautiful listeners? What it's do crazy. you think in this regard? Do you think that it's ethical to send asylum seekers to Rwanda we know there's a big drive at the moment in this regard what are your thoughts out there let us know call us now on 07895134713 that's 07895134713 so we know that the government that the high court has said that or ruled it as a victory I don't know how it, anything could be a victory when people's lives are on the line in this way. You know, for it's a controversial policy that they've passed, you know, and it's there were some asylum seekers that were on the plane a few months ago and they will be 
being deported to Rwanda. I mean, what what is it the this deal that they've got with Rwanda? Why they get something like? Is it how much do they get per person? I, well, it doesn't. They might get per person, but that doesn't cover the fact that that person may stay there for the rest of their lives. So Ooh. it does. It's not really covering per se. Because obviously, when you get to Rwanda, you're not going to be able to live free. <laughs> uh, so they they receive a hundred k per person. Yeah, but that's nothing, isn't it? Because if you think about it, the person, it has to be re- in Rwanda. It's a lot. Of money. Yeah, no, no. But the the, the money it? the money's going to the Rwandan government. It's not going yeah, to the people. Exactly. So when they it's going get to the there, government. When the when the asylum seeker gets to Rwanda, they still got to make a life. What's the situation going to be for them? They're still going to have to make a life, just like. Just like here, mm. you're gonna, you whether we we just say you'd have to still make a life. You still have to find accommodation. You still have to try and find work. Mm. You still have to think of ways to try and get your family. And all that costs money. Um, we have John Newman has said here. No, it, it's um, in regards to is it ethical to um, send asylum seekers um, to Rwanda? John Newman says no, it isn't. Tory crooks doing this simply because they can. Fascist, fascist government drifting to war with its own people. Brexit was just a talking point. Watch food triple in price next year on this year's harvest. Um, ish um, hasn't even hit the fan yet, and yet British will vote for them again. I.e., at present, we are living on last year's harvest, not this year's one. Watch out and see. I tried joining 20 years ago, yes, but not now, gone too far. And it's true because, don't forget, we did have a very dry summer. So who knows what um, next year will will bring. But this is that's another story. Another topic, yeah. That's another story. Well, thank you for the saying, comment, though. Thank you, John, um, for saying that. He thinks that he's saying that the Tories are crooks, a fascist government drifting, drifting, to war let's hope that it doesn't get to that well i'm just i'm just thinking about the humanitarian side of it how mm. how the people who are on that side of having to deal with that are going to be treated yeah and how they're going to be affected and and obviously is it ethical well for those who have to go through the process they're not going to feel like it's ethical because they just they've left one um situation and walk straight into another and yeah. they've got no say like I said you've got to have paperwork as I said no country's going to give you paperwork and rubber stamp you leaving their country mm. you know what I mean if you're especially if it's yeah, against anything that they kind of their opinion what they believe in their opinion what they believe in and at the day it's not down to the UK to to verify whether you are being persecuted or not being persecuted you've got to prove it this is mm. what this is saying. You got to prove that you're persecuted. If you can't prove or you can't legitimately tell me, tell us what the situation is, you're gonna to go to Rwanda. Mm. And if even though you get to Rwanda, you still gotta go through a process. Because then if if the Rwandans deem that you don't fit the criteria for you to remain your leave to stay there, mm. they can send you to a third country. And that's what they're going to be doing. Tory, um, Corey says that the Tory government is inhumane. And we can see that there's such a lack of... It's a mess. It's a, a real hot mess. The whole situation. I mean, I, I, I'd have never thought sending them to one... We know that there was genocide 
not too long in Rwanda as well. Have they built up from that? What is the whole situation in that country now it's, as it's, well? It, the thing is, it's it's nothing to 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 the outsider. Isn't it's clearly nothing to do with whether Rwanda is su a suitable country or not. Rwanda has issue with human rights. There are issue, human rights issues in Rwanda, mm. but that's not been the catalyst for this. The catalyst for this is we need to put these people somewhere. Right, and they've chosen Rwanda. And so Rwanda and, and, and the EU are not, not going to be part of it because that means that EU people who are coming to the UK, they too, apart from Ukraine, can also be sent to Rwanda. Because no, they they don't. They, not, they don't. Not, if, not, if you're not the only one, is Ukraine. I think Ukraine is the only one that that, that they, are they kind won't, of protected. They are protected, but in everywhere. And so if you come from places like Switzerland yeah, and so, so forth, but, yeah, but there's some EU, EU countries. I'm assuming yes that if you come in and you're you come in illegally, that you know you'll either get sent back to that yeah. country or sent to Rwanda and sent onto a so the, yeah. so so it's it's it's. It's difficult to understand why they need... We know that EU countries, they're not really going through turmoil. Ukraine, yes, at yeah, the moment, but, they are. Yeah, yeah, but what I'm trying to say is there's still, there's still a lot of trafficking. Eastern, there's but a lot... Trafficking of Africans. Is yes. Trafficking of Africans. Yes, there's still trafficking let's get, of let's Africans Let's get to the nitty-gritty here, is, yeah? There is loads of trafficking of Africans. And that's what it is. Immigration, there's a lot of immigration of Africans. It's not going to be a African. European person, is it, that's it, going it, to be uh, a, a refugee. When we really, let's, let's look at it here, it's going to be those ones that are from African countries that have probably gone into Europe that are going to try and come here. That same guy from Darfur, mm. he's one example no, yeah. We, yeah, that goes without. I but totally agree. With there's you. no one in the EU because the EU all stand as one anyway. They, well, England are stands alone. strong. England yeah. have nothing to do with the EU anymore. So it's not going to be anyone from Poland or Portugal that's going to come here seeking asylum. They've not got but wars they, or anything like that. Yeah, but going there's, on. Pe there's people that have come here who have from Poland, from Britain, from, um, European though. Yes, Caucasian. There are Caucasian people that really? have come to this country and are staying in this country, and they don't. For know, what reason? They, Good question. That's a very good question. But they are immigrants in this country from Europe. Mm. Uh, the Rom Romanians have come in here. Um, um, most of Eastern Europe, Polish, uh, most of the Eastern European countries, some of mm. them have come here illegally. They are, they've come here Romanian illegally. Romanian isn't on the list. Yeah, but they, they, they're here. Yeah. They're here. Yeah. They're here. Yeah. So it... It begs the question then, if they can come in and they're here, and a lot of these, a lot of them are, are housed in Skegness, the, a lot of these mm. towns, these seaside towns, because they obviously come in from the coast. Yes, they, they, that's where they're staying. Stay, yeah. And that's where they're staying. But yeah, we're talking about, like you said, um, people of African descent, mm. they're being held in, in Heathrow. Yes, <laughs> yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Heathrow, they're not even leaving the airport. Mm. But but so there is a lot of disparage. This is what I'm saying. There is a lot of disparage when you look mm. at how they're implementing the policies regarding immigration and trafficking. There mm. is there is let's see let's, let's, that's going across the board, and I do agree with you. It will more hinge on looking at people from color coming from the African continent. They're the ones they're going to be mainly targeted. 
Well, beautiful listeners, I don't know. Um, we will watch this space and see um, where we where we go with it because who knows? There's there's a lot of things that are kind of simmering. There's a pot simmering on the back stove, <laughs> on the back mm. burner, um, and I'm sure that 2023 we, there's a lot more that's going to kind of come out of the things that we're seeing today. This is one situation that it has been spoken of uh, for the past, I say, six months that this has kind of been in the um, public domain, whereas it's probably taken a longer time to come to that decision of six months, but things were put on hold, had to go to the High Court. High Court says, yes, it's fine, it's it's lawful. It still might be lawful, but the question is, like you said, it might be lawful because Mm. now it's in law, but is it ethical? Yes. That's a different question altogether. That is the point, isn't it, beautiful listeners? And um, what can we say? What can we say in this regard? We can just watch this space and see how we go with it. Because as John says... Um, we're living off last year's harvest. Maybe that's something that's a, a topic that we will have um, coming in the next few. Maybe it would be a 2023 topic, really, because next week is the last week of December, isn't it? It is. It is. And obviously next year is a new year. Um, we just got to wait and see. Hope, hopefully what what will come out of it will be a lot more positive than what we're seeing at the moment mm. because there's a lot of things happening this is just a tip of the iceberg what we're discussing here and it will be challenged there will be cases to go back to the high court human rights lawyers will challenge this and i hope they do because like we said it's you know it might be lawful at this moment in time but the question is human rights is it ethical? Is it ethical? So I think we'll leave our question for the Secret Service next next week, beautiful listeners, because we are really running out of time. But let me just give you the dates. There's going to be uh, some train strikes coming up and the RMT will be taking strike action. Um, so if I give you these dates, um, at least we'll be aware of them we didn't realize it was one on friday didn't we no so but we still were able to get together which is wonderful um so the next um strike will be saturday the 24th of december as well as well sunday i doubt anyone's really going out then on monday the 26th um tuesday january the 3rd wednesday january the 4th friday january the 6th and saturday january the 7th so For the next couple of weeks, I guess, don't go anywhere because um, the trains will be on strike. Yeah, so although there are no walkouts due right today, it says um, over the next week or so, there will be disruptions and train strikes um, on the RMT. So um, keep an eye out for that. So next Saturday... Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, the 3rd, 4th, Friday, the 6th and 7th of January. And, and let me add to that, the paramedics now. Oh, crumbs. They, oh. They, 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 yeah. They're taking strike action and paramedics will only, if it's if it's a matter of life and limb, they'll come out. They've said take an Uber. They've yeah. told people no, no, to take no, I'm a saying if it's life or limb, they, they, will, they will have to come out because yeah. they've still got a duty of care. But apart from that, one one one. Everybody you've got to phone one 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 and and get get is, advice or contact your GP or find a way to get to the hospital if 
you mm. need to get to the hospital because the waiting times, obviously, they have to prioritise. Yeah. So just be aware of that. A lot of the toes were in the toes of Daniel. I don't know if um, listeners are aware of the scriptures and what they say. And it spoke in the toes of Daniel that the people and the governments won't get on. It's like clay mixing with iron. Was it clay and iron that were mixing together? Yeah, yeah. And yeah. it doesn't mix, does it, clay and iron? So we're in the toes of that image before it's struck and and brought into oblivion. You know, well, so you can understand why we're in the, why we're in in the situation we're in. People uh, people have to survive. Yeah. Um, and it all goes back to what we were talking about right at the top of the show about mm, solidarity and unifying. Mm, mm. And that there are ones that have more and then that there are ones that have less. It shouldn't be that that shouldn't be the case, really. Mm, and mm. it's just greedy people, greed, people that are greedy, that you can't even spend all the money you have anyway. Like I know in Cuba, even the doctors get paid the same as the, the cleaner. No, you know, I don't, it's just it's the society we're living in. There's always been sections of our society through the, through the ages that have always benefited more than other sections of society, but now it's just becoming more and more highlighted. And people just not taking no rubbish no more. Mm. I think. What what are your thoughts out there, listeners? <laughs> people just aren't taking rubbish, right? Because it's it's um, unbalanced. It's unbalanced in the way that humanity is treating the earth. As well, like you know, just overfishing, over everything, cutting down all the rainforest. This is why we're seeing all these adverse weather conditions and all sorts. There was flooding in northwest London this week, or was it last? No, over the start end, flooding. Camden was flooded out, you know, because it's adverse weather conditions. Well, it's, it's, there's more, there's, there's more strain. There's more strain on on the usage of 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 what we're we're asking the earth to to produce for us. There's more strain on the earth. We're we're big, we're a society that are more in tune with white goods. Mm. Do you know what I mean? So there's there's more pressure for power. There's more pressure for water. There's, do you know what I mean? Energy. There's more pressure for energy, and we see we and we see the outcome of that. We're seeing the UK uses a lot. I saw today power cuts. I mean, we've been we've been having power cuts in our area, but France. It started in France, and it's going to get worse. It will. And it will get and worse. I totally agree with you. And so there's more, more, there's more pressure. Yes. From society to produce these 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 natural elements that we need, mm. and therefore, if they're going to produce more, it's supply and demand. If we're going to produce more, you're going to have to pay more. Yeah, so it's it's really it's, what, it's it's just what's happening. What's our green footprint? You know, and and that's the point. And that's the point. What what, what are we gonna? What are we leaving behind? Well, right at the moment, we can't leave anything behind because we don't have nothing to leave because it's being sucked out of us mm. right at the moment. It really is. It really is. And beautiful listeners, we've come so close to the end of the show. We just want to give a big shout out to John J E. Um, it's kicking off on a Sunday morning. As um, well as Laro, you can catch Laro. Straight after us today from 8 till 10 and 80 Francis from 10 till 12. Let us know if you've got a, a guest on tonight, 80 Francis. And don't forget about um, Caddy as well as Ninja Man Lloyd on a Thursday. Darnell the therapist, he will be back after the holidays. 
And if you are someone that is within the well-being or therapy field, please give um, DJ, or should I say Darnell, the therapist a call because he is looking to share conversations online with others. So anyone with a personal story or a profession in the field of mental health or well-being, you know, let, let him know. You can contribute to his show on a Wednesday night, his Wednesday well-being show. And yeah, just agree to a short interview. You can contact him on allflavorsradio.com. Or give him a call on 07462-632-322. That's Darnell the Therapist. Check him out on All Flavors Radio and catch him through there. Um, not forgetting D- um, DJ B Funk. Um, you can catch DJ B Funk on a Saturday from 10 till 12. And Ara with a Radical Radio Exchange on Saturday afternoon from 1 until 3 giving a big shout out to ninja man lloyd great senior lloydy you can catch lloyd like i said on the thursday evening um at francis will follow us tonight and yes i think that's um billy ray valentine dj laro yes and george flavors captain of the the whole operation doing a fantastic job and thank you so much for our lovely shot glasses <laughs> Or our mugs. Mugs. Our but, all flavors but we can, mugs. You can use them as shot glasses if you want. <laughs> Have you got your All Flavors merch? New merch coming soon, beautiful listeners. So make sure to get your merchandise. And not forgetting, we're giving a shout out to FM Global UK and Unity FM. And not forgetting the boat party in February. So keep listening for your chance to win tickets to... Uh, yeah, join us on in February on the trees of Joanne. And I guess now all we've got left to say, really beautiful listeners, is thank you so much for your time. Yeah, thank you. Much appreciate your your st- you staying with us. Yes, thank you. And we will see y'all, beautiful people, on the other side. Now, take care. Now here we are at ringtime That promise everything
Fingers up and down my spine. 